0: Welcome to Mysteries from Owl Creek Press. I'm your host, Kit Crum. Today, who says monsters are all bad? You might have heard of the walled city in Mexico, Cuernavaca. Ask 20 residents of this walled city why the walls, and you'll get 20 different answers. Mostly, it seems the consensus is that they keep out bandits and drug lords. But in 1952, they served another purpose. In the communities surrounding the walls city, crime was running rampant. Children weren't safe. Many were killed by drive-by shootings. Others simply vanished off the streets. Local law enforcement was in the pocket of the local drug dealers. Some residents sought an answer through the church, but most simply locked their doors and kept their children indoors. Vendors were afraid to venture out, and soon it was apparent that the local economy was collapsing. Many of the elders of the community, though helpless, spoke out about the Kakui as a spirit that arrived with the Spanish centuries before. But unlike the Spanish that killed and pillaged, the Kikui came to do good. It was a priest that arrived with Cortes in 1519 that first mentioned a false god-like spirit called Kukui. That was plaguing various Spanish camps. For the 300 years of Spanish rule over central regions of Mesoamerica, Kukui's presence ravaged the camps with fever, dysentery. It was the, in the early 19th century, after the Spanish-American wars and the secession of most Spanish territories, the tales of a strange spirit, Kukui, that had so affected the early Spanish conquistadors that they were often defeated by the indigenous tribes they encountered. But as the elders passed away, generation after generation, the story of Kakui became a folk tale, often told to children to scare them into being good, otherwise the Kakui would come and take them away. But by nineteen fifty the community around the walled city were confronted by so much random crime and violence that the older families, those that had made their home against the walls and lived there for generations, might vanish. But they had an idea. At local gatherings, those elders talked about Kukui and that maybe it was time to call up the spirit. But they were all laughed at, at their idea of a folk tale. When the aging mayor realized that his beloved community, Warnivaka, would soon be no more, he called a special gathering of the elders together, they prayed and sang songs calling on the spirit of Kukui. Within days of the meeting of the elders, crime left the community and also left many bodies. Now, flash forward to the hundreds of refugees being held at the U.S.-Mexican border. Several reporters from ABC, NBC, and CBS visited the caged and separated families it was a famous CBS reporter that made her way to the heart of the refugees and spoke to a mother who expressed a sense of calm, explaining in broken English that the Kakui had been summoned. Not sure what she heard, that aspect of her conversation was removed from the story. It was leaked to the press just ten days after that interview that many of the guards had come down with a strange virus Of course, it was attributed to an illness brought by the refugees. Or could it have been the Kukui? As long as we're talking monsters, let's talk about the Loch Ness Monster. First, you need to know that the Loch Ness is located in the Scottish Highlands. It is a large, deep, freshwater loch that extends for 23 miles. It is 52 feet above sea level. After passing through three lochs, the river Ness empties into the north sea. loch ness is the second largest scottish loch by surface area, only surpassed by loch lumond, but because of its depth holds more water. it is a connection to the north sea just 300 miles away that attracts the theory by cryptozoologists that the loch ness monster may be a descendant of the plesiosaurus that over a millennia became trapped in the body of water that is now the freshwater loch. Perhaps the most feasible theory is that the monster is really a Greenland shark, which can reach up to 20 feet, it is dark in color, has a small dorsal fin, and could survive in fresh water. The earliest reported sightings of the monster, that would be the Loch Ness monster, was in 565 by St. Columba. Photos and eyewitnesses accounts occurred in 1872, 1933, 34, then again in 1938, 1954, and most recently in 2015. But despite dozens and dozens of sightings, science argues against the existence of the Loch Ness Monster. Scientists claim that the Loch is too small and too cold to support a plesiosaurus. Science also questions the lack of bones from the creature's predecessors, and that there would have to be a mate and therefore a family of them. Of course, fans of Nessie might respond by saying the beast is actually warm-blooded akin to the dolphins and seals spotted in the loch. But science but stating that a gigantic, warm blooded lizard-like creature that looked like Nessie is even more unlikely than a plesiosaurus, since it would be different from anything we've encountered in the fossil record. And it's even more likely, considering that the lake hasn't been around long enough for such a unique animal to evolve on its own. Now, on a personal note, about 20 years ago, I made the acquaintance of a senior caregiver who grew up in Scotland and whose father took the family to a beach on Loch Ness for a picnic and how on that occasion the entire family was witness to the Loch Ness monster. And this was a a senior care provider who had no idea, uh, no claim to fame, no thought of financial gain by telling me this story. And that was 20 years ago. So now there's some recent research, so watch your networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. Some research is now being done on a scientific scale searching for the Loch Ness Monster. This is Kit Crum. Thanks for listening.